1: friends. It's Ashley Hales, host of the Finding Holy Podcast and author of the book Finding Holy in the Suburbs, Living Faithfully in the Land of Too Much. And here at the Finding Holy Podcast, it is my aim to help you connect the dots between the things that really matter and your everyday holy life. So whether you're out in a run, whether you're doing your Christmas shopping, whatever it is that you are finding yourself doing right now, we hope that these four Advent reflections will help you connect the dots between God and His coming in the person of Jesus and as we wait in joyful anticipation for the second coming, but then also your actual everyday life where you may be sweeping up the pine needles. But we're excited to help you connect those dots between your actual Advent and maybe an idealized picture of what this time might look like. And so I've brought on my friend, Jen Pollock-Michelle. Jen is an author. You can find all the information about her and her writing and her speaking over at jenpollockmichelle.com. And just... A little note about one small change here at the Finding Holy podcast. We are joining with Christianity Today's Amplify program. You're gonna hear a few ads and cross promotions from some really great podcasts. And so you get to be part of community of supporting really thoughtful, wonderful podcasts and discovering maybe a new one to listen to. So we thank you for your support of the Finding Holy podcast. Make sure you stick around because you'll have one small step to begin to take this into your everyday holy life. Here's my conversation with Jen. These four weeks of Advent, I'm sitting down with my friend Jen Pollock Michelle, and we're talking about a real Advent, one that is messy and, you know, full of baking and you know, difficult family relationships. So, welcome, Dan. I'm so excited for our third conversation.
2: Me too, Ashley. It's fun to be here.
1: It is. It's such a it's such a gift. So, thank you. So, what mm-hmm. do you? What have you been thinking about? Uh, you know, in this third third week of Advent.
2: Yeah, in the third week of Advent, I was writing to my email subscribers about um, Anna mm-hmm. in the temple, Luke chapter 2. And I think that's a story that we don't talk a lot about. Yeah. Um, it's actually something that... I gave a talk at my own church several years ago at a Christmas brunch, and got to talk about Anna. And I'm like, she's not mentioned enough. Let's talk about her. And I know yeah. it's just like two little, or two or three little verses in Luke chapter two, but you know, we we always we I, we've probably heard of Simeon. Right. You know, Mary and Joseph come to present the baby Jesus, and Simeon takes Jesus in his arms and blesses God, and and then we have these little verses that mention Anna, who is quite old. She's I think 84. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been with for a very, very long time. And she also has been anticipating the Messiah and she takes Jesus and she, well, she, we don't know that she takes him in her arms, but it says that she thanks God and then she speaks to all who are waiting for the consolation of Jerusalem. Hmm. And it's the second part of that verse that I've been thinking a lot about, or I've thought often about, you know, over the last several years of Advent. Because I think sometimes we Arrive at Advent and what we really want you know, in all of our spiritual practices and habits, like we take up we read these books, we maybe listen to podcasts like this, <laughs> right. the Christmas music, and we sort of want to be put into the mood of Advent right. yeah. You know? yeah like oh, this is the season when i 'm supposed to feel really close to God. And I think one of the things that we could possibly miss about Advent is that it's not just something that we feel and it's not just a sort mm-hmm. of private experience, but it's actually a public witness mm-hmm. uh, that we bear in the world.
1: Yeah. And you know, I it was just struck by some of this idea on a Facebook group recently, there was a woman who is Jewish and she she was just saying how hard it is, right, to continue their Jewish traditions when, you know, everyone around them, whether or not they confess Christ as Lord and Savior, you know, follows kind of the Christmas stuff. Mm. Um, and she was just kind of bemoaning that. So her funny way got Grinch costumes for her whole family <laughs> to wear. But, you know, it strikes me as, you know, the mission of Jesus, we should look a little strange, right? We should feel a little different mm-hmm. um, in, in that same way. So even though, you know, she and I don't share the same faith. It really kind of taught me like, how are we standing out? Or are we mm-hmm. just kind of using Jesus and his mission as just like another nice little family tradition, which, you know, is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so much bigger than, you know, what sort of carols are you singing around the table?
2: Right. Mm-hmm. So funny because my kids were, I guess, I don't know. Sometimes they'll like play the what if game like, yeah. or, um, or no, I'm sorry. It's actually, would you rather Would yeah. you rather this or would you rather that? And so the question that they were putting to each other is, would you rather have two days of Christmas throughout the year and you get gifts on both of those days? Yeah. Or would you rather have like the season of Christmas and no day that you receive any gifts at all? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a cup, we had we had mixed reviews on that yeah. question. But I think, you know, I was talking to the son who chose the season um, as opposed to just the day, the day to receive the gifts. I'm like, oh, aren't you so virtuous? (laughs) (laughs) But um, to your point, like, I mean, what is it really? I mean, I I should dig in a little bit deeper with him and ask, like, what is it that you love about um, the season of Advent, you Mm -hmm. know, because it could just be that you love the Christmas playlist that I have on right. you know in the car and the candles and um the hot chocolate and the parties and and none of those are bad things no but yeah. I think they kind of um they can
1: eclipse the mission, right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like, it's kind of like that that private experience of faith. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Everybody in the world, like whether they're Christian or like people who aren't Christians, they're entirely happy with us to have private experiences of faith. Oh, like, right. You know, yeah. feel wonderful about God. But the right. moment yeah. that I feel threatened by it, you know, is that when you bring it into the public square, mm-hmm. I think that's what we have to sort of face as Christians is that, yeah, Advent actually does send us into the public square. It sends us yeah. with a, this ca- crazy kind of cataclysmic message that God's mm-hmm. putting a broken world to rights through the, his son, Jesus. That's mm-hmm. the only way. Right.
1: Yeah. Not in like how great you got your Christmas stuff all figured out or like you've created family memories or had stable mm-hmm. jobs and stable families and, you know, all of these things that we value. So what mm-hmm. is it about the story of Anna that has really kind of captured your attention, you know, about this kind of mission of it. Um, and even just that we hear from a woman.
2: Yeah. I mean, if I wanted to be a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to poke into something, let it, you know, maybe I could let a sleeping bear uh, yeah, yeah. sleep or whatever, right. or I could wake him up. And, you know, I think we kind of have Anna here preaching, you know, mm-hmm. proclaiming something, mm-hmm. telling mm-hmm. a message. And and I love how she is she proclaims to all of those who are waiting for the consolation of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So there's there's something about the message and the mission of Advent that speaks into the heart of brokenness. Mm. You know, I actually haven't had a chance to read Tish Harrison Warren's piece for the New oh, York good. times. Good. Yeah. But I think that's kind of what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, I saw a couple of um, quotes that people had pulled. And so that here we are in this season where there is so much joy and peace and, you know, we're all talking about that, but we actually are also very acutely, Experiencing the world's brokenness, yeah, because it mean even in our you know deepest expectations for family gatherings, for example, like mm-hmm. you get together and they never meet your expectations. You know, right. relationships are are hard. Um, family is hard. You know, friendships right. are hard. Yeah. Um, and so here's a woman who's proclaiming a message and. Um, it's for the consolation of Jerusalem. Like it's consoling, it's comforting. I mean, I mm-hmm. think about the prophet Isaiah when mm-hmm. he says, "Comfort, comfort, you know, mm-hmm. Jerusalem." Mm-hmm. That the message of Advent is a message of comfort and consolation. But it's it's the consolation of Christ. Yeah, you know, it's not just consolation in the abstract, or like let's all feel good this season. It's that. No, God has sent his son into this broken world, and we get to tell that story. I mean, and here's a perfect time to do it. Yeah. It's just, it's hard, I think. I think one of the things, the reasons why we find it hard is that we're just not sure how to make sense of the story for Mm -hmm. people who maybe don't have a religious background or or may not even really be in touch with their spiritual longings.
1: We'll be back in just a second with the rest of our conversation.
0: This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At BOW, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group? BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org.
1: And here's the rest of my conversation with Jen as we talk about Anna and the mission of God. You know, too, one thing that just struck me as you were talking is, you know, Anna, right? She she spends, what is it, like two or thirds of her life or more widowed, um, and just this beautiful, like this very maternal um, mm. comfort, right, that she's able to offer. Um, mm-hmm. And even kind of in connecting herself to the Christ child, it just seems like such a cool gift, right, of especially, you know, in that day and age when, you know, having sons particularly was the thing that was your livelihood. Uh, and so mm-hmm. for, for God to kind of give this barren woman um, a chance to mother um, mm-hmm. yeah, and a chance to be a part on mission is really cool. I just, <laughs> I love how God does that, you know, yeah. where he, he, he kind of surprises us in, our, in how he fulfills our longings.
2: I think it's I actually hadn't thought about that until you mentioned it, but just this, here's a woman who some people would look at her life as like one big disappointment. Yeah. Right. You know, you know, you'd never had children, you were married and only for seven years. And then you've spent the rest of your life in widowhood. Like you are a person who needs to be consoled. Yeah. Right. But you're actually the one that's doing mm. the consoling. hmm And it, it's a reminder of like all that the gospel turns on its head. Mm. Mm-hmm. know, that um, it's actually the barren woman yeah. who is bringing a comfort. And it's the woman whose life could be marked by disappointment. I mean, she could have easily told her own story as one of yeah. disappointment. Yeah, But here she gets to um, talk about the Christ and the consolation of Christ. And I, I wonder actually if that's the part of uh, the way that we're on mission for God. It's not mm-hmm. that we just bring into the world, like all of our stories of triumph, you know, right. that's yeah. sort of a triumphalism. But maybe we bring um, to our neighbors who experience their own brokenness, our, our stories of brokenness and the mm-hmm. way that, the ways that Christ has been a comfort and a consolation to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, and to, your further, and to your earlier point about, you know, how do we begin to invite people into this story that don't have – you know, either the imagination or the mm-hmm. inclination to to trust it. Um, I think you're you're right about it starts by naming our own need and Christ's sufficiency in that consolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do we do with the message of Anna? What do we do with our own um you know, our own pain, our own suffering and, you know, the need of consolation in the world that we see, you know, next door as well as over on Facebook and across the world. What do we, what do we do with some of this practically?
0: I
2: think that probably December is not the time to be cramming more things into our schedule, but maybe it's a time, maybe Advent is a time where we reflect on how are we participating in God's mission Mm. and how am I going to actually make room for that in Mm. 2020? Mm. Um, And you know what, like making room is is very important for mission because it doesn't just happen. I mean, I actually think like there's nothing that, you know, the enemy of God would like more than for God's people not to be on mission, you know? And it happens so incrementally that we get so busy and actually we get so busy with good things. We get busy with things at church. I mean, church keeps us incredibly busy (laughs) if you're a Christian. So, you know, maybe it's just starting to think intentionally like, who are the people that I'm in relationship with that I can start to build more intentional relationships and start to think about how those relationships could be more spiritually oriented, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And not not that we're making friendships for the sole purpose of, you know, you're now my ministry project. Right, right. But it's actually just thinking about who are the people I'm cultivating relationships with, people I really enjoy. I mean, the people that I have in my life that are not believers um, that I'm friends with, like I, I love them. Yeah, I enjoy spending time with them. They're not my ministry project, but they are people that I'm praying for regularly. Yep. Yeah, they're people that I'm having conversations with, and I'm always asking God how I can turn those conversations into a, to a spiritual direction. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know that. Is really obvious, and sometimes it's not, and I think it's a really long game. I think yeah. um, mission is a really long game mm-hmm. um, but a lot but to your point about what you do, Ashley, in your podcast and with your book, like I think mission starts in place, right. And so it's a lot of awareness of like, where am I? You know, where's God put me? Who are the relationships? What are the relationships that are closest? You know, what, what's right. going on in my neighborhood? Mm-hmm. What is the mission that's right around me that I could be right. invited into?
1: Because it's really easy to write, idealize this idea of mission or, mm-hmm. you know, or to push it off and say, you know, at a different stage of life or, you know, when we get this sort of thing settled and stable, then I can actually be on mission for Jesus instead yeah. of what's like, what, what's a one small starting point, right? It's maybe taking something off your calendar. Um, it's maybe walking around your neighborhood. It's, you know, choosing to say hello for another 30 seconds to a neighbor instead mm-hmm. of just like going in your garage, mm-hmm.
2: you know, I think all
1: of those things kind of grow into a texture of faithful Christian witness as we,
2: mm.
1: as we value them. And, 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 you know, instead of just kind of waiting for the ideal moment um, or the ideal conversation or scenario. Yes. What are the small little practices that will actually add up to a whole bunch?
2: I think mission is going to probably look a lot less cosmically important than we think it will, than Mm -hmm. we think it should. Right. 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 You know, mission actually today mission for me was I have a friend who arrived that um, technically is a refugee, but essentially um, from Africa several years ago, and her washing machine broke. I don't know four four weeks ago, and. I've just been, I've called a repair person and it can't be repaired. And so we've ordered her a new washing machine. Mm. And then of course, um, when Costco went to deliver it today, it wasn't in the truck. I don't know how you get to (laughs) deliver something and then you realize, oh Oh. wait, we don't have a washing machine in this truck. (laughs) (laughs) So she called me and said, you know, they don't have the washing machine. And so then I have to call Costco and figure out where it is. And, you know, like it's, you know, there's a lot of hassle, I guess I want to say sometimes involved in mission never feels convenient. Usually it doesn't always just sort of perfectly fit into your schedule and the neat time slots that you, you make for it. But I actually think though, that it's so enriching. Like I think about this relationship with this friend whose name is Faith Mm -hmm. and how much she's taught me about faith. She's a believer and just what the way that God has provided for her and just to like be in her life is actually an incredible privilege. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like a hardship it sometimes feels like a hassle. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really feel like a great suffering in my life. Like mm-hmm. I actually get to see how God's at work in the world. Right. It, it opened you up. Mm-hmm.
0: But
1: it, yeah, but to do so, you just have to take yourself a whole lot less seriously. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, it's great. Well, thank you, Jen. It's been such a pleasure. I can't wait for our conversation next week. Um, And friends, be sure to check the show notes where we'll give you one small step so you can begin to take some of this great thoughts, wisdom, and musings all about Anna and mission into your everyday holy life.
2: So thank you. Thanks, Ashley.
1: Friends, I hope you enjoyed that lovely conversation with Jen, Pollock, Michelle, as we considered Anna and the mission and the proclamation of God. And I know I was so encouraged to think about, you know, our faith, we can tend to think of it as this privatized affair. And yet it's a proclamation of comfort, of consolation, that broken things will be made whole through the personal work of Christ, but also as we wait for the redemption of all things in Jesus' second coming. And so I want to leave you with one small step to connect the dots between these ideas of mission and proclamation and Advent and the coming of Jesus and your everyday holy life, which probably feels a lot smaller, much more busy, and somehow disconnected often from those big questions. So here's your one small step to take into your week. Take five minutes each day to slow down. And it can look different each day. And this is really fun because we expect that the Spirit of God is going to be moving us in different places, in different scenarios, with different seasons of life and jobs and different places. But I think there's so much to be gained, right, by giving our presence to people. Put an alarm on your phone because I know that's often how most of us remember things these days. Practice five minutes of sustained attention, whether that's to your family, your children, whether that's to a colleague, you know, whether it's to a neighbor, and that, that the chance is in those five minutes that you are allowing yourself to put away your to-do list, you're allowing yourself to put away the idea that you can control your own life, and instead, you are welcoming a bigger story, the proclamation, the mission of God into your life in a small five-minute increment. I'd love to know how it goes. Go ahead and tag me on social media at AAHales. You can use the hashtag FindingHolyPodcast to converse on social media because I'd love to see what kind of surprises that you receive this Advent when you choose to simply spend five minutes a day in sustained attention. I would love it if you can go ahead and share this podcast with a friend. We're still a new podcast, and we got a lot of exciting new changes coming to the podcast in 2020, and I'm excited to continue these conversations. So remember that, yes, all of these big things matter, but we are here to connect the dots between these big things and our everyday holy life, because they do matter, but so does the laundry.